Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. There shall be wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes, famine, and pestilences. Men's hearts failing them for fear for that which is coming upon the earth. Where do you look? Where do you turn? Where will you get the truth? You turn to the Johnny Storm Show, where you will find truth, and the truth will make you free. Welcome to the Johnny Storm Show. And welcome indeed here on February 3rd, 2016. I'm, of course, your host, Johnny Storm. A lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> Robert Bruce will be on the show tonight, for starters. And if you don't know who he is, check out Crazy Wolf Radio and Waking Up the Masses. <clears throat> Those are the two sites that um, that he runs and operates. We've been partners off and on in the alternate. Uh, can't talk tonight. Alternative radio world <laughs> for almost the last five years. Four years for sure. He's a wealth of knowledge, um, especially when it comes to the esoteric, the the Masonic stuff, the Rosicrucians, and all of that. <clears throat> Albert Pike and all all of those uh, characters. So we're going to pick his brain a little bit tonight on what's going on behind the scenes, and we'll discuss current events. And we usually crack a couple jokes, although it's hard to hard to laugh sometimes these days, but we have to. The Bible says that laughter is a great medicine for the heart, and we need to we need to do that. Find a way to do that at least once a day. Okay, so that's what's coming up. He should be joining us here in fifteen or twenty minutes. In the meantime, not a lot to report in Oregon except I want to clear up a couple things. Now I got this from a source that has spoken. Um, directly to the family of Lavoy Finnegan. And he was not shot in the face. It was all in the torso area. And we've heard nothing concrete about <clears throat> about the uh, firearm that was supposedly found on his body. There's rumors floating around the internet, and I reported on it last night, that the serial number had been leaked somehow. Uh, that appears to be false, at least to this point. Remember, I always try and get you the facts when I can, and I just did. This was reported to me after the show was over last night. So, <clears throat> he was not shot in the face. It was all in the torso area, and the funeral will be Sunday, and open casket is what I've been told. Once again, this is from a source who's going to the funeral and has contact with the family. So pretty reliable, I would say. But the family does have the body. I will. I can also affirm that. 
but don't believe everything you read on the internet. Once again, you know, it's rumors are running rampant and everybody's got their, their hackles up and so on. So I'm just trying to confirm some things and deny some things if I can. We got enough rumor and innuendo going on out there. Okay. From today's headlines, I want to cover this first because it's kind of taken me off that even Natural News with Mike Adams is reporting on this as a major, major deal. And maybe it'll turn into that, but for now, uh, if you go to nomorefakenews.com, you can find this blog. It's John Rappaport, and he is one of the best investigative journalists I've ever seen or and read about. This is dated yesterday. The Zika or Zika hoax, whatever they're calling it, Z-I-K-A, the virus thing. The Zika hoax, five things that will happen next by John Rappaport. So he's written other articles about this, by the way, and I think you should read them all. In previous articles, I established that the Zika virus uproar is a hoax. There was no reason to assume the number of Brazilian cases was extraordinary. And there's no reason to assume that the Zika virus has anything to do with what's going on. So in his previous article, he says, now we have a January 27th Associated Press story out of Rio that says 270 of the 4,180 suspected cases were confirmed. That's called a clue in case you're wondering. Of their previously touted 4,180 cases in Brazil, the actual number of confirmed cases is, well, 270. Bang. But wait, there's more. Brazilian officials said that the babies with the defect and their mothers are being tested to see if they have been infected. Six of the 270 confirmed cases were found to have the virus. Bang, bang, bang. There's your gun, smoking gun again. Out of all of the uh, cases re-examined in Brazil, only six have the virus. That constitutes zero proof that Zika has anything to do with the microphaly, you know, that disease of the skull. But of course, the machine is rolling on it and will move forward. Also, a number of independent investigators are behind the curve. They're still assuming that there's proof of a Zika microphaly epidemic. If there's proof, it's nowhere to be found yet. Here are the five things that will happen next. One, health agencies and reporters will mention cases of the microphaly in other countries, and they will automatically connect them to the Zika virus, or they will suggest there could be a connection. This baseless claim is part of the operation to build up the story and spread fear. Now, this microphaly can be caused by any insult to the brain during fetal development. Number two, there will be more stories about the rush to develop a vaccine against Zika, the virus that hasn't been proved to cause anything serious. Number three, some independent, independent researchers will continue to insist that Zika is actually a weaponized biowar virus. They will ignore the fact that as of yet, Zika hasn't shown to cause this microphaly. Or they will point to genetically engineered mosquitoes and the Tdap vaccine as the cause when there's no proof that the, the epidemic actually exists. Yes, the vaccine and mosquitoes are quite dangerous to health, 
but there's no reason to tout uh, the Zika microphalia epidemic when the proof isn't there. Number four, the truth here is absence of evidence. On the one hand, the CDC and the World Health Organization will grudgingly admit it would be useful to assemble more hard evidence connecting Zika to microphalia. On the other hand, they will press forward with emergency warnings to pregnant mothers, travel advisories, and they'll emphasize the need to come up with a vaccine. Then, they'll forget all about the need for more evidence. And number five, investigators and researchers will ignore the fact that there's very real health crisis. There is a very real health crisis in Brazil, and it has existed for a long time. The rampant use of toxic pesticides, grinding poverty, contaminated water, lack of basic sanitation, overcrowding, and the takeover of farmland by major corporations, prior toxic uh, vaccine campaigns. These are all factors that cause massive illness, suffering, and death in Brazil. Again, he emphasizes here the release of genetically engineered mosquitoes in Brazil based on no health studies is a crime to say the least. But there's no need to claim these insects are causing an epidemic since there's no evidence of an epidemic. Remember, six out of the 4,180 cases tested positive for this virus. There's every reason to oppose this genetically engineered mosquito campaign. And you can read the rest for yourself. And once again, that's nomorefakenews.com, all one word, nomorefakenews.com. I'm going to try and adjust my show page, uh, which is now up. The JohnnyStormShow.com is back up and running. It is a work in progress, so be patient with me. I'm not real good at that stuff, so I'm trying. But uh, you can listen to the shows, the past ones, current ones, from the page. So that is up and running, thejohnnystormshow.com. I do plan on having a, like, you know, a news link section on at least one side of the page. I have yet to determine exactly where, but we're going to get it done. So, Okay, so as you can see, he's pretty methodical. And if you read the previous articles on nomorefakenews.com regarding the Zika virus, or Zika, however you pronounce it, um, they're hyping it up to pump out some more vaccines. Got to have another vaccination. And they're probably not going to know if it's effective or not. They don't care. They put other stuff in here that's bad for you, and you can you can dispute me all you want. I've seen I've seen the science. So <clears throat> another one comes down the pike, and like I said, I don't know. And he even said some independent researchers are getting it wrong. And there's a lot of misinformation out there, so I'm trying to clear it up a little bit if I can. Okay, on to the next one. Uh, You know, that's the thing. There's all kinds of, if I look, there's all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff out here that talks about this virus in such a fear-mongering tone. Six out of 4,180 cases, folks. So they can't, that's not proof to me that this virus is causing this microphaly or however you pronounce that. I'm sure there'll be some medical folks out there that'll correct me later. Okay, this came out today from OregonLive.com. 
investigation into the death of Oregon stand or the Oregon standoff, Lavoy Finnicum, expected to take four to six weeks. And according to this, investigators said Tuesday they were released no information on the shooting deaths of standoff spokesperson um, Robert Lavoy Finnicum until their work is complete. Probably not for another four to six weeks. And the FBI has confirmed, obviously, that Oregon State Police Troopers shot Finnegan a week ago at a roadblock. So we don't have to go through that again. But he was shot at at the initial stop. That much I can I can confirm. I wasn't sure about it yesterday, but I can confirm it now. That's why he took off. Whether he did or didn't have a gun. His hands were up when he got out. If he wanted to commit suicide by cop, why wouldn't you have your gun drawn? The witnesses say that he was trying to get them away from, get them to shoot at him instead of the vehicle, essentially. The way they had it all set up and everything, it, if he pulled a gun, and can you blame him? He probably figured he was going to go down either way, whether he'd have pulled one or not. So four to six weeks before they come out with anything more. So that means the video we have is the video we have. It doesn't sound like they're going to come out with any dash cam or body cam footage. And obviously, it's probably not going to be in their favor anyway. So, But now that's just going to add fuel to the fire, and people are going to start saying that anything they released now has been doctored. And there's evidence that uh, the video they have released has been doctored. So the FBI is, uh, their reputation as professional liars precedes them, and they've done nothing to allay anybody's fears. I think what they're really trying to do is intimidate everyone into silence. You know, last night, in fact, let's take a look here. I'm just checking out my antivirus program. So far, so good. Last night, uh, I put a screenshot up on my Facebook page, the Johnny Storm Show of Facebook. And uh, it's a screenshot of... It's a screenshot of my antivirus pop up last night, which I didn't check until the end of the show, and I had 22 viruses I tried to get through. In fact, two of them had gotten through, but they were quarantined. And um, thankfully, I was able to get rid of it all. So far, so good. Everything seems to be working. I did have some glitches today or tonight. But uh, yeah, so just to prove I'm not paranoid, I put the screenshot up on my Facebook page and, you know, no tinfoil hats involved there, folks. That was a, those were real attacks. And I don't know why this is this is that big of a show. I mean, on a really great night, two three hundred people live. That was before I took all the time off. I think the most I've ever had is like twenty three hundred. That was back in the back in the early days too, but. Um, So they must be keying on certain keywords, whether it's Oregon or shooting or Lavoie. I don't know. I mean, these are just, I just have a casual knowledge on how they do this stuff, but 
they're ratcheting up the fear, you see. So some radio hosts might be scared of that, and they'd say, oh, geez, I better back off. They're going to you know, shut me down. They're going to do this, do that. All it tells me is that I'm doing something right. Obviously, they don't want to get out there, so I must be doing something that they don't approve of, and that's cool, in my opinion. No, I don't want them hijacking my stuff, but, you know, you don't have to look at Edward Snowden's testimony to know that they've got the ability to do pretty much what they want in computer land. So there you have it. Okay, it looks like I have got my guest on. And like I told you before, his name's Robert Bruce. And Robert Bruce from Waking Up the Masses and Crazy Wolf Radio is here on the Johnny Storm Show. Hey, man, how you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. So I used to call you Bob when you're on the show. Is that still cool or what? (laughs) <laughs> hey, Bob, Bruce, Robert, either one. It doesn't matter. Because he doesn't have to call me Johnson. Don't call me Johnson. You can call me Ray. You can call me Jay. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're showing our age a little bit. I was about to say, that was lost on the younger generation, wasn't it? Yeah, unless you lost Miller Lite commercials in the late 70s, early 80s. You know. But You know, a buddy of mine today, we were talking about how you know, you and I are part of the same generation, and he he's part of this, uh, our generation. And we were talking about we're sort of the last generation that understands nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's true. We, and and as he commented, he said, "Yeah, and communication, <laughs> actual actually talking to each other." Yeah, exactly. You know, the, I I grew up in a time where everyone knew their neighbors. You know, you. You always helped each other out without even thinking about it. You know, it was just part of life because you didn't have Facebook and all this distraction now. You had real communities going on. Indeed. And people actually talked to each other. They got yeah. together and they did they did things. They family was important. Now, you know, what is family? And somebody you talk to on Facebook, somebody you connect to like like that. So yeah, we live in a crazy time. It's it's dramatic how it's changed, and it's amazing how even, you know, myself, I've been sucked into the technology age. You know, it seems I feel naked if I don't have a phone or something close by. It's just weird. I, I think I would feel rather strange if the Internet shut down. Yeah. That's <laughs> but we have a fallback. But we have a fallback. We remember those old times. We have a fallback. It's not like this younger generation. They don't have a fallback. They would go crazy. That's exactly right. Uh, I haven't played the uh, clip yet, and, I'm, and I, maybe I won't because it's all over Facebook now. But have you seen the clip of where they're asking the kids that are in college today about the Civil War, who actually won the Civil War? Oh, I've, I don't know if I've seen that clip, but I've seen a lot of these things where they ask these young people these days questions. And they're they're just sort of, you know, if it's not pop culture and it's not – Something that they have been uh, programmed to repeat back. It, it's they don't know it. They don't understand. They're, they're sort of just you know they're they're lost. They're dumbfounded. But they sure knew who Snooky was or what show she was on. 
That's right. Think, yeah. They know those things. They know the important stuff, man. <laughs> they know the important I, stuff. I'm amazed, you know, and I shouldn't be, but it's amazing how fast it happened or it seemed to happen. You know, I'm okay. Yeah, I graduated in 1985, so I'm 30 years plus removed from the system. <clears throat> but yet, you know, when we look back, it almost feels like yesterday, and it's amazing to me how fast it all changed and how fast everything got dumbed down. Indeed, you're right. It's it's it it happened fast. I remember how fast. Just to, just speaking of you know literal speed, the internet. We went from 56k. Then you had you had what DSL, and I was like 128, 256. And I mean, look what we have now. Look in some. I know here I have like. 100 megabytes a second. In some markets, they've already gone to a gigabyte a second. Yeah, so so look how fast, yeah, look how fast these things move, and how people are constantly. Remember, used to when it was 56k, you wouldn't stay on it all the time. You you you'd be ready to throw your computer out in the street if you stayed on it all the time. I but remember now, trying to today, man. That was that was brutal. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, welcome. You've got mail after after you sit back and wait for about ten minutes for it to connect. So, uh, yeah, we we do have, and I think it's a you know in, in, a, in a way, Johnny, I think it's a great thing. The computer could be in the modern day Alexandrian library where we have so much information that could that we could all get into and learn and enrich our minds. But it's a, but it's for the most part, it's not being used for that. Okay. It's what I call swap and spit. People are just saying, you know, look at my picture, like my picture. I like your picture. You like my picture, like my video. Uh, you know, it's it's really, it, I call it the soap opera emotional state because that's the way people have sort of been dumbed down. Even grown men have become so overly effeminate and emotional about everything and involved in everything like it's a big soap opera. I sometimes wonder, was that whole soap opera thing decades ago? Was that sort of a test? Was that sort of a test? You notice now all TV shows, not all of them, but a, a very large majority of them are continuing like soap operas, keep you on edge like soap operas. It's not the yeah. ones where you get like a full thing and that's it, and you'll watch it next time. Remember, you know, remember, remember the Incredible Hulk. The only thing that was continuing was David Banner's walking down the road, and going somewhere yep. else. But it was a different story every time. It was a different story every time. I, I think of Battlestar Galactica back when I was a kid compared to a few years ago on Sci-Fi, where on Sci-Fi it was a continuing little soap opera thing. When I was a kid, yeah, they were doing the same thing. They were flying through the space, but it was a different story and a different concept every single time. And after it was done, you went outside and played in the mud or punched yeah. your best friend in the face or something. I don't know. <laughs> It hit with an ice ball in the face. That's what there I was going to say. <laughs> That's what we were doing. It was hard to make snowballs because you know forty below windshield. But uh. and we would we would take off out to you know after we got through watching those little programs, we would take off outside to go play. We look forward to that. It's almost like you're the only thing that kept us on the edge of our seat was the fact that we really liked the TV program, but we wanted to go play with our friends in the neighborhood. We want to do that. There's so much lost on this young generation, and I. 
sometimes I wonder, is it by design or is it just side effect of all the mass media we have now? From what from what I've been researching here lately, I'm finding it's been by design. You know, the, um, how big oil conquered the world is a good a good place to start for everyone on YouTube. It's it's free. Just go to YouTube.com and type in how big oil conquered the world, and it'll show you how the Rockefellers and Fords and everyone those guys through their foundations started paying off paying these big grants and endowments to colleges to get the textbooks rewritten. Yep. And yeah. it's gotten worse over time. It's just accelerated now with Obama, with not a not Obama Core, but Common Core. <clears throat> I guess we could call it Obama Core, but uh, Idiot Core. That idiot Core. Yeah, I really. Is happy with that deal at all? Well, you know, everybody talks about it dumbs people down. There's an interesting thing to that. You know, they it like in mathematics. Some of it isn't necessarily stupid. Some of it teaches before a ch- before the children are ever learning basic math. They're trying to teach them higher thinking skills. They're trying to teach them higher thinking skills. Um, some people have it. Some people already have it. Me, when I look at a math problem, I, I break it down in different ways. It's not like, okay, this, this, this. But they're trying to interject in a lot of these young children that haven't even got the con, you know, are just getting the concept of one plus one and all that. They're trying to get it into. I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to say, okay, say you have a math problem that's ten plus twenty plus five plus eight. Okay, the the way we learned to do it at first was ten plus twenty is thirty, plus five is thirty five. Plus eight is forty-three. Well, they won't automatically. They're trying to get these children into higher thinking skills, to, where they go, okay, group them together. Ten plus thirty. I mean, ten, 10 plus twenty is thirty, and five plus eight is four is thirteen. Then add those together. You know, they want them to start seeing it on a more expanded way. When when you first start, you need to do that one at a time, one at a time. So some of the things is actually. Where they're trying to teach them higher thinking skills, they're actually hurting them in the beginning, where they they're not ready for those higher thinking skills. You got to have the basics so, first. Exactly, exactly. They're trying to throw some of it. They're trying to throw, take them past the basics and do this one. I understand that, you know. Some and I've always been that kid that I grouped it together and, and did like that. But a lot of children aren't. A lot of children aren't. It doesn't work like that for them. And but then you find other other things such as history and everything where they're trying to rewrite history, they're trying to revise it, and it really it, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. It not not the way we were taught. Not even close. No. No, and I don't. And as far as history goes, I think that you know I was talking to my father the other day, and we were like, you know, who gets to write the history? The 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 the, the winner. The winner gets to write the history. You, you know, <clears throat> how many people understand, and I'm not a, don't get me wrong, I'm not an Adolf Hitler fan, but how many people actually understand that this man produced, had the best economic rebound and growth of the 20th century? Yeah. Not many people understand that. You know, that people go, how do people, how can people come to love him? Let's see. Pre-Hitler, Berlin was nothing but a cesspool. You know, people came from around the world to Berlin. It was sort of like the Thailand of the day. 
they would go to Berlin where they could find little boys and girls and stuff like that. Berlin had become a cesspool. Well, what did the nationalists do? They ran these guys out. They were like, no, we're going to make it moral again. They built the economy up. They started going after the communists because a lot of people don't realize Hitler was – Hitler fought the communists big time. Uh, But there's so much history. I was was just throwing a few of those things out there. There's so much history about the Nazis and Hitler that we don't understand that really sort of puts it into – it puts it in a better way to see it. Hitler was Hitler was a, he's a jagball man. He, he he wasn't a good guy. Right. But at the same time, there is history there that should be told. It should be understood. Um, I'm not a Jew basher, but there were a lot of secular, not Jew, pretty much Jews in name only. There were a lot of secular Jews in Germany that were communist. And they had their own little red revolution about the same time as, as the Bolshevik revolution, and they had taken over the country. And this guy ran about. So there was a reason that they people coalesced behind him and saw him as some kind of hero. And you know, then things sort of go bad. Things sort of go bad. Uh, he was. Uh, he gave. Uh, yeah, he didn't like Jews. He did not like Jews. He, but he was in the process of deporting Jews. It, it was like you got you got your money. They sent you to Israel. They sent you to, to uh, Jerusalem in that area. You got your money. It was sent with you. But then war started up, and that wasn't feasible anymore. So you had all these staging areas where what we know as concentration camps where people were leaving. Now they're stuck there. And then you have a whole new dark side that starts taking place during all this. Uh, Hitler and gun laws. Hitler was very, very... Uh, shall we say op- he expanded the ability for the average German to own weapons? The Versailles Treaty greatly diminished their ability to own weapons. He expanded it, except for Jews. So the guy did have a problem. You know, he had a hang up about the Jews. He had a hang up about Freemasons too. Uh, the modern day truth movement, how they constantly go after any Freemason or any Jew. Is not not all of them, man. Not all of them, not all of them do, but they, a lot of them go after any Freemason and any Jew. They're very, 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 very similar to Hitler and the fervor he got. Because Hitler went after the Freemasons also. That's history that you and I have had to dig for over the years, and I'm just now, in the last couple of months, getting into it. You've been into it longer than me, but nobody does that anymore. You know, like you said earlier, the internet isn't used in the right way. Not the way it was originally intended, for sure. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not indeed. It's not. Well, the way we would like for it to have been intended for. I just wonder, man, is it is it there to? You look how it divides people. Look, look how it divides people. It's there's this. You know, we were going to talk about the whole mind control a little bit and everything. One of the things I realized is the biggest component of mind control is dualism. You know, the whole. Two sides, dualism in elections, dualism in climate change, the Oregon standoff, uh, religion, all of it. Because what does – if this is one thing that some of the individuals years ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago, they realized with dualism is you can – if you constantly keep people in a state where there's two sides and there's no truth – Eventually, they go to one side or another, and you end up with absolute absolutism. They go to an absolute, and then you have division. 
And, man, division leads to conflict, and as long as there's conflict, those behind the scenes are in control, and they get exactly what they want. And that's just it. You know, that's why I've been telling people, watch out what you say and how you say it on social media or any, any, you know, and it's sad to have to say that. It really is. But they're they're looking for the hotheads right now that want to go off and go off the deep end on this organ standoff. And... Boom, you're a target. Yes, uh, and even oh. even the whole Oregon thing to begin with, I thought was a very – the individuals that got it going, I thought it was a very uh, – I thought it was strategically stupid. Yeah, it was, there was no tactic, tacticians involved here. Um, yeah, I mean, is this what you think you're going to start an American revolution with, really? Well at, – at, at a At a at – a, at a, Wildlife well, Preserve in, in Oregon. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I tend to think, you know, and also I, I'm real opinionated on this. I'm, I, the militia, if you go from state to state, you're not a militia man anymore. You become That's a mercenary. Right. You become a mercenary. Militia is for the community. It's for the state. It's for your right. county. It's not to be – it's not to – Say I'm gonna go from Arizona and I'm gonna go up here and do this. No, you become a mercenary then. And hey, I believe people have the right to follow whatever they want to. I believe they have the right to follow whatever they want to. But things got to be put in context. Um, Bill Cooper, Bill Cooper went out and covered Waco when it was going on. He was there when it's going on. But Bill Cooper was not there as a militiaman. He was there as a media guy, and he even talked on his show about. Why was the militia in Waco not doing something? Why were they not? And they did try. They were just a little bit too late doing what they were doing. But he was saying, and and uh, some of them couldn't organize like they should. But this is one thing we need. We really need. When I hear people talk about, well, it's the militia. You know, no, the militia up there would be. Well, the militia is everybody. Everybody under the age of forty. I think it's forty-seven years old. Male. Like Yep. Seventeen to forty-seven. You're you're the uh, you're the uh, unorganized militia. That's the way I forgot what law coded. It might be three hundred one or three eleven, U.S. code. Uh, but that's what it is. So, but it has to do with your state. It has to do with your area. It has to do with your community. And I I hate that it gets put in because it, it becomes a bad word and it starts being put into this light. But I do think it was very ill-planned. I, I think a lot of the individuals that were involved were looking for media instead of instead of helping someone. And why weren't the and just speaking of the local community, why weren't the Oregon, the local community there? Why weren't they doing anything? Why weren't they doing anything like the rest of these guys were? So, well, I disagreed from, with this from the start because they they didn't have the will of the people behind them in that area. You know, the Hammonds told Oath Keepers and others to stay away. They were going to do their jail time, and that's that. So Oath Keepers and others stood away. Um, it wasn't until the last minute, I guess, these guys had hatched this plan and decided this would be a good tactic to use, and they didn't have any ground support in the area. Not enough of it anyway. The, the way it looks now, it's about half and half. You know, if you look at some of the protest videos and pictures. 
Right. So, you know, it, so it was bag tactics. We can all agree on that. Um, how the uh, state police and FBI conducted the um, the, the roadblock and ambush. Uh, to, to me, that's what it was because he got shot at even at the initial stop. So, you know, we can debate whether he had a gun or not. At that point, I figured he's probably thinking he's just, he's going to die either way. You know, they had pushed things too far. This goes now, all the way I'm, back to ranch two years ago, you know. My good friend, uh, my good friend John. They don't forget. My good friend John LeBang brought up something, and this is this is speculation. This is conspiracy theory. Right. Um, he went down in a very strange way. He went down in a very. I've seen someone get shot. He went down in a very strange way. Yeah, they say that. Some law enforcement experts have said that he probably got hit in the nerve bundle somewhere. Okay. Okay. And that caused him to, you know, to fold up the way he did, for lack of a better term. Okay. I I just thought that I thought he his his you know hitting the hitting the deck was a little bit slow and strange. So that that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Um, and see, that's that's the thing I, I get into about this whole conspiracy thing. I think we got to look for the logical logical answers, a logical reason. And if we can't find anything, maybe it goes into the crazy and, and stuff out there. But there, I believe there's always, you know, look at you and I. You and I before we came on tonight, we were talking about this whole conspiracy movement now, truth or movement of flat Earth. The Earth is flat. I keep I, I keep thinking of the Bugs Bunny cartoon. The earth is flat. It's around like your head. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's amazing. Falling off the edge, you know, of the water. You know, that's what I think of a ship going across the sea and then it just falls off in space. I mean, it just falls off. You just, I know, I know. I don't know where I get it. This whole idea that the earth is round. And, uh, you know, what are you thinking, man? I, you wow. know, I'm just. Just trying to use common sense. I know that doesn't work anymore. But well, on that note, I think it's time to take a little break because, um, well, nature calls and all that. So I'm gonna hey, play a little. Gotta, when it calls, you got to listen. Or bad That's things right. happen. That's right. Okay, we're gonna play a little uh, Banditos by a group called the Refreshments right here on the Johnny Storm Show. His brain is small. An ornery creature, the southwestern tortoise, when cornered or poked with a sharp object, such as a number two pencil or a barbecue fork, pulls its head back into its shell. So just tap far down, do you want to go? Well, we could talk it out over a cup of joe. And you could look deep into my eyes like I was a supermodel. Uh-huh. Right. 
they they just want us good enough to pull the levers and push the buttons and clean up after them, and that's that's really about it. I mean, that's that's what they're trying to trying to accomplish. They, Population, I, eugenics has been around for centuries as well, hasn't it? Yes, it has. You know, during the Nuremberg trials, when they asked a lot of these different scientists where they learned this stuff, they said, we learned it from you guys talking about America. They said, we learned it from your scientists, from your from your big thinkers back in the early 1900s. Yeah. The, the East really were, on the East, you know, in the in the upper crust of of, edu- of the educational of educational society, that was a real popular subject. They had expos, and I mean, there's pictures of it mm-hmm. all over the place. Look. Yeah, um, the Nazis are just the first ones in uh, recent times that really put it to work. You right. know, before then, with your Margaret Sangers and everything, it, it was it was theory. It was theory. It was it was a bunch of we know it all s- sitting around talking about. Population control, of course, just just like now, just like now, you have a lot of people that talk about it. They would Planned Parenthood and stuff like that. But there's, we have yet to see someone in our time, like the National Socialist of Germany, actually put it into play. Actually put it into play, and I, I think we see hints of it sometimes. You know, of course, abortion, abortion is a terrible thing, and we know that that is used for population control, and it's. Pushed upon the popu- it's pushed pushed upon the minds of people as a choice. It's really sad, you know, that that's put on put up on the minds of individuals as a choice. Where if you go back a hundred years, that wasn't something that was put up on people's minds as a choice. It would be the last no. thing they think about. What was the choice? Either perhaps marrying someone that's not the father, and he knows, and you just go about life and. A child has a father, or maybe adoption, which even adoption was. But people tended to want to do the right thing for what? The child. Now it's an inconvenience. Now the child becomes an inconvenience, and there's a choice there. You know, what are you going to make? Do you keep it or you get rid of it? I, find, I just found it amazing that, and very sad that we've gotten to that point. And well, we've been at that point for a while, but that it's perpetuated itself to where, where we are now. And now the vaccine. You know, the vaccines are changing DNA. I mean, it's amazing how they're able to isolate different strands of DNA, and it causes changes. I'm waiting on my, I'm waiting on my Zika vaccine, man. <laughs> Did you catch that part? Yeah, yeah. The, the new fear, and someone yeah. see what was someone in it's either the state of Georgia or I forgot what it was. They've got it through sexual contact now, so now it's going to be like another AIDS type thing. So all of our skulls are gonna are gonna suck in, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do it with the wrong person, your head's gonna get small. <laughs> I, it, it's it's so ridiculous, and you know, as the the study showed, and he has the study. You know, you can pull it up as a reference on the website. Six out of forty one hundred and eighty cases had that type of a virus, and they just put a name on it. Yeah, it's the new it's the new fear porn. Yep. It's the and new fear they're all, porn, you know. Yeah, Dave Hodges and all those guys, AJ, they're all running running wild with it and I refuse to do that when there's evidence right in front of us that shows that it's it's all hype. The same group ran ran with the whole Obama with the Obama with the whole Ebola thing. 
Right. You know, we were we were all we were all going to start liquefying and pooping out our guts any day. Yep. And there's bugs out there that are bad and they're dangerous and they're spreading because of all this mass, uh, all this this huge refugee exodus overseas and now coming to our shores as well. I read another article today that showed that they're sending a lot of these refugees to small town America so they don't have to hear about it. Well, I saw it's interesting that you bring that up. I was just looking at an article on um, Zero Hedge. And Montanans, Whitehall, Montana, a sprawling metropolis of 1,038 residents. It says it's about a two-hour ride from Missoula. And it says they've lobbied. You see, there's a community, some community organizers there that have lobbied to resettle about 100 refugees per year yeah. there. And now when you put that many into that small of a population, what happens? It changes the whole dynamic and the whole Exactly. You you're immediately with your first settling, you're it's ten percent of the population. Right. And you know, I understand there are some there are a whole lot. Actually I think the majority of those in Islam that have evolved Past what what a lot because I'm I'm not gonna make any bones about it. A lot of people say they talk about the Quran. They say well, it's not in the Quran. No, there's plenty of violence in the Quran. It's just like you know, there's plenty. There, most Jewish people in our day and time don't follow the Old Testament because if they were to follow it, they'd basically be killing their sisters for doing wrong things and all kind of stuff, man, stoning people. But there are you know, I got a good friend. He's a Muslim. He lives up in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area. And he he's like he's like yeah he goes you know he said some of us have actually gotten past that part and we realized that was a different time, and he said but there's a small percentage out there that are lunatics, that have not gotten past that, and we have to realize there are some of those individuals in there, that are coming over with these refugees. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit back like I see a lot of the once again a lot of the truther community where they say oh we're just being used to promote fear, well. Yeah, maybe, maybe some of it, but at the same time, there's some bad, there's some bad seeds in there. Well, look at what's They're happening. Really in you know, I just look at Europe, Germany, Denmark, all the, um, if not outright rapes, at least sexual assaults. You know, the groping yeah. and the, and tossing them around. It, it, and then they try and cover it up. And if you if you speak out against it, in Germany, you go to, you go to jail. Yep. And, and then in Denmark, they threaten you with jail, at least the first time around. And, ladies and gentlemen, that's what's coming here. That type of dictatorship-style tactics are coming here. We're just we're in the very beginnings of it now, where it's starting to turn. I think it's turning up some notches, Bob. I, I agree. They're, crank, they're cranking I it do. up. I do. I agree. I, You know, man, I think that anybody... That wants a better life, you know. Really, you can't get a better life in this country now. But anybody that wants a better life that feels that this is a place to get it, I'm 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 cool with that. I really am. I'm cool with that. But at the same time, we have to use common sense. Not everybody's right. going to be the same. Not everybody's going to be the same. And some individuals are still stuck in 
you know, stu- stuck in several hundred years ago. Some of yeah. them are stuck in several hundred years ago, and they believe in a complete and total literal translation of the Quran. And granted, there's some beautiful parts of the Quran. There's a whole book in there on Jesus and Mary. You know, the Muslims have a very devout belief in Jesus. Actually, he is a more forefront character to them as far as a prophet, now let's say as a prophet, than Mohammed is. But at the same time, there are parts in the Quran that that get into, and then it's been, you know, it's open to translation too. And it's open to changes. You know, the Muslim Brotherhood, which came about in the early 1900s, their, their founder, uh, oh God, I cannot remember his name, but their founder, you know, he amended. This is where you see a lot of the violence and stuff we have today against Christians and Jews. He amended because before that, you know, Mohammed talked. You know, you you don't mess with the Christians and the Jews. You can conquer them, but but you know, but they get to keep their religion. You respect their religion. They're our brothers and sisters. Well, along came this guy that founded the Muslim Brotherhood back in the 1920s, and he issued a new uh, edict that said now. You actually can go against and terrorize the people of the book, the Muslims and the Jews. You can go – I mean the Muslims and – I mean the Jewish and Christians. You can go after them too. And so we see a constantly evolving thing that goes on here where originally the infidel in the Quran is the pagan. You know, he's the bad guy. That So it – and you know how many people take it on? Well, we've seen it with Christianity. We've seen it with Judaism, how people – Take well, the wrong beliefs and run with them, but of, <clears throat> they're not—they're not as damaging. They're not as damaging as what happens within Islam. They're the Jews, for the most part, from my from my research anyway, are agnostic or, or even atheist. And the Talmud is more of their more of their deal versus the versus the Old Testament. Right, right. Versus the Torah, which brings us into Zionism and so on, and so. You know, it took me years to wake up to the fact that, you know, Israel's not the, the good, clean-cut uh, ally that we were brought up that we thought she was. No, to a, to a Talmudic Jew, you and I are golem. Which is? Less than human. There you go. We're like, we're like animals. We're, yeah, cat- we're, we're cattle. In that book, they talk about Jesus uh, boiling in excrement. Yes, um, he bull, he boils in. Um, his mother was a whore, and he boils in a lake of semen in hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. I had the uh, I had that part wrong. So, you know, there's so you have the Quran and you have the Talmud, which is what they're which is what the Zionists who run the show follow. And I'm not anti-Semitic at all, but. You have to admit the people running the show are pretty pretty much evil, unless you believe in. Well, they're just killing the bad Palestinians, Johnny. No, they're not. They're killing Palestinian Christians too. That's right. So where does Jesus approve of that anywhere? I don't recall seeing. And they persecute Christians. All you got to do is look up the videos. Um, so hey, they're blonde haired, blonde haired, blue eyed Jesus agrees with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, there's there's dirty hands, bloody hands on both sides of all of this, and oh man, I don't want to get too far too far deep into Islam and, and Judaism at this point, but 
But I do. We, we were talking about refugees. I believe it is something that that really needs to be done on a case to case basis. And people say, well, there's so many. They said, there's so many of them. How can you do that? Well, you have to. You you have to, or even better, if they're really, really looking to make a better life for them, why not do it in their own country? Why not help them, you know, take back their own country? And I'm not talking about us putting boots on the ground or anything like that. They're not done raping it yet. (laughs) That's right. They have to get all the gold. Got to get the gold. They got to get the oil and the gold and everything else they got there out of the ground, and then, all right, here you can have your your crap hole back. Sorry, we wrecked it all. You know, back in the um, like eight hundred, nine hundred A.D., there was a group called the Carmathites, and they were they they said they were Muslim. They said they were Muslim, but the guy Karmath, the guy that um, that started these guys. They're sort of a precursor to the assassins, the Eastern Ishmaelis. Now, he said that, you know, he started that they practiced communism. They believed in communal property with everybody. They believed in communal wives. They believed that they could go into an area, and it didn't matter who you were, what 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 religion you were. They could rape, steal, burn, destroy, and as long as it was going towards the whole of their of their communal group, then it was fine. The, the, the ISIS reminds me of these guys, and the funny thing is, the Carmathites were actually just simply a group that were being used, and in an older, you know, sort of primitive way, they were being used and misled, and used to cause chaos, so the powers that be could come in and take control. ISIS well, and, is sort of the same way. And ISIS is is already man. Okay, paid mercenaries from us, correct, for the most part. I mean, they recruit locally, but I mean, the leaders of the group are essentially paid by and funded by us and our allies. <clears throat> and a lot of the weapons got funneled it through Turkey from Benghazi. And so you have to ask yourself, okay, yeah, let's go get ISIS, let's go get ISIS, but you ask yourself why they haven't been. Why they why haven't why have they been dropping them weapons? Why do they have brand new Toyotas everywhere? Why do they have M sixteen? Why do they have M sixteen? Yeah. Now why do they have our weaponry? It all comes back to us. Now I'm not saying that you know, the the real traders are in the White House and in the State Department. And one of them's running for president right now. Yep. Yeah, which I just can't believe, but that's a whole other show. Um, I can't believe she's not in poor, jail, that is. I don't know, just poor, poor old Bill Clinton. <laughs> poor yeah. Bill. You know, it gives the more you see her, the more you start to have some sort of, even though he's Mr. Globalist himself, you sort of start having a little bit of sympathy. <laughs> you start uh, understanding why Bill, did, Bill was going after other women. Like, yeah, I get it now. So, you know, it all comes back to us, and so that's why Russia coming into the mix. You know, a lot of people say, are saying that that's Ezekiel 38, where Magog gets a hook put in his jaw by Jehovah to come down against Israel. 
Well, it's a lot more possible now than it ever has been before. If you want to say that that prophecy is coming true. But getting back to the, the, so that brings us back to the refugee problem. We ended up causing it in the first place. The question is why? What's your theory on that, Bob? Why are they bringing all these people in to cause all this chaos into Europe and now here? Because if you cause enough chaos, you can get enough control. More more chaos you have, more fear you have, more systems of control you can lock down on people. There you have it. You know, if you have a worldwide problem, then you need a worldwide solution. Whether it be Zika virus or refugees or whatever it is. You get a worldwide problem, you get a worldwide solution. Yeah, that's that's the conclusion I've come to, but I just, you know, I wanted to confirm it through trusted radio host and friend. So, yeah, I completely agree. Order out of chaos. Who said that originally? Order out of chaos? Well, I don't know who said it originally. I know it's on the, uh, what they call the 33rd degree jewel of uh, the Scottish Rite. You know, their little medallion that that they that the 33rd degree gets, and it says right there, order ab So, now, and granted, you know, I'm I like a lot of people. I getting into studying Freemasonry, everything. I was sort of misled some. I was sort of misled some, to a degree. So also that order abkeo can can go to talking about the individual because it is the whole mystery school in in a healthy way. When you look at it as the a healthy pursuit, which a lot of them don't, a lot of them do. That order of chaos is the chaos of the unperfected man and all the crazy stuff he has going on and all the things that make him unhealthy. And so they, it is to order oneself and become a better man, to become a better person so that you can help others and reach your full potential as a human being. Well, so, see, I have no problem with the Freemasons that you know I read about that George Washington actually hung out with. In fact, he was writing letters concerning the um, Illuminati infiltration, wasn't he? He was. He was. Um, there, and I don't think he was talking about the. I think it's interesting how we get put off, and we get pointed in different directions. Yeah, doing see, I'm research not. On this. I'm not clear on all that. I mean, because I've seen such see, conflicting. I believe research. that Adam Weissop was a fall guy. In my research, I believe Adam Weissop's a fall guy. And for us that do research on it, it keeps our eye on Weissop. What did he say? And I start thinking of, I start looking at all the different concepts Weissop was getting into. And if you look deeply at him, you you deeper at him, you start seeing it. Well, okay, what was he talking about when he said uh, we need to go back to our primitive state? What was our primitive state? That had been in the Garden of Eden, right? We were free, unfettered. As long as we didn't do any of that stupid crap, everything was great. You know, what was when he was talking about getting rid of the family? There's no specifics there. It's like a big thing. Well, what was one of the biggest problems that was going on and had gone on in Europe for years? The whole passing on 
wealth from family to family, these inbred fools that were the um, that were the aristocracy. When he talks about religion, what was the religion of the day? It was Catholicism. And the popes who ruled as kings and what they did. I have a bigger – I have a better perspective as the years have gone on and as time's gone on of what these guys were opposing, especially in France, but but Europe as a whole, but especially in France at the time. And they were being – whether it was by the monarchy or by the Catholic Church and the Jesuits – they were being subjugated. They were being subjugated. Now, those that came and started the revolutions were they good people? No, the Jacobins were were just as just as problematic as the institutions they wanted to overthrow. And in the end, after all that, Napoleon got control. <laughs> so, so. Well, but there were good Freemasons. Is my point. Oh yeah, there was good Freemasons, man. It's I I know quite a few Masons and. To sit back and say that these guys are looking to take over the world or something like that, I, I believe – I don't agree with their with their fraternity. I think any time you start having some little secretive group or a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of men, that you, you're you're getting into excluding people, especially when your your goal is the perfection of man, making man a better individual. Uh, as their little slogan, liberty, fraternity, equality, but you're not, you don't allow women into the mix and you keep everything secret. I got a problem with that, but I'm not a Freemason. I'm not a Freemason. So, so therefore I don't really have a, I don't really have a ball in the game. Yeah. I remember I was asked, uh, back in 2008, roughly, I don't know what month and day or whatever, but to uh, to come talk to the committee about joining and stuff, it was so and so was going to sponsor me, and I kind of hemmed and hawed about it. I think too long, and so then I never heard much more about it after that. But there were pros and cons in my mind, and I just, to me, it just had too much of a stigma to it, so I decided not to do it. Well, I'm sort of like Socrates. Socrates never never got involved in the Greek mysteries. Mystery schools, because he said if he did, he couldn't talk about them. So I never really would want to get involved in one because I know pretty much what they're about. I know their beliefs. I know their rituals and stuff like that. And I ever got involved, I couldn't run my mouth about it. I'd have to take an oath. I'd have to take an oath of secrecy. And you know, if you're going to be one, be one, and and keep your mouth shut. But if I was to do that, then I couldn't. Then I couldn't be Socrates and run my mouth, and hopefully I never have to drink the hemlock. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Crazy Wolf Radio coming back to the airwaves. Um, when are you thinking about doing that? It'll probably kick off next week. Probably kick off next week. Monday, Tuesday, one of those days. <clears throat> I'm just in, I'm in the process of getting it all put back together, figuring out exactly what I want to do with it and everything. It's now uh, I'm like you. I've got a big time love for this whole broadcasting thing, and it's in my blood. But sometimes you got to have a break. Sometimes you got to have a break, and I believe it's good when we have a break because we get to sit back and observe and look and see what's going on. Um, now I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because sometimes you get so you 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 get so wrapped up in it, it's sort of hard to see the forest for the trees. 
It is. That's that's what I was saying. To get some perspective, you know, take a step back and some deep breaths and go, okay, well. And then when it feels right, when the time, when it hits, when it's in your gut, then you come back and you come back stronger. Like I got a lot to, a lot of rebuilding to do in my with my audience, but uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah, that is the downside. That is the downside. <laughs> because, yes, it is. because as as it was known in Rome, the crowd is fickle. And as soon oh, yeah. as you're alone or they don't like it, they go somewhere else. Yeah. So they have, they have to be entertained. I may start incorporating video, too. I don't know yet. Um, I'm not real good at that yet, but I suppose I could learn. What do you think about this crazy stuff? What was that article I sent you? That people actually are getting into these virtual reality sex dolls now. You know, it's just another... It's just another shake your head moment, I think. Yeah, I mean, but but to be so just detached, so to, so detached from from uh, uh, emotion and the, you know the sensuality of actually being with a significant other, to where you get into some virtual reality glasses and and an attachment you stick on yourself. And I'm, I'm trying to be nice as I can in in talking about this, but I think it's it really it's just sort of amazing how. We have become detached from what we are as human beings. Yes, we have, and <laughs> yeah, well, that one caught me off guard. I'll have to say. I mean, I, know, uh, I saw that. I was like, "What? What am I looking at here? Surely this is a, one of those articles from the Onion." No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another sign, and you see other signs of how our society is degraded. You know, look at uh, oh, what's another good example? Oh, the um, the normalization of child perverts. Yeah. Pedophilia. You know that. Pedophilia. That's getting exported from Europe over here now. If there was ever a crime that deserves the death penalty, it's pedophilia. Yeah, I completely agree. And yet here it is, and now they're they're planting the seeds already. Well, you know, just just that we have a group, just that we have a group out there that actually lobbies for it. Nambla that actually yeah. lobbies for these things is a problem. It's like, exactly. hey guys, you want to know where all the freaks are? They're right there. All the sick perverts, they're right there. Why do you let them have a group? Hey, the ACLU, they'll take on their law cases and they'll support them. But you know, also the the whole sissification and the wimpification of our society. You know, one of the biggest areas for football in this country, Marshall, Texas. It, you know, that they're, um, they they are taking away in the youth football program. They're taking away tackle. It's going to be flag football now. <laughs> yeah, South Park did a parody on that too. Sarcastiball. It was called. I don't know if you got that one, but they were playing with balloons and yeah. There's no tackling involved. Anyway. Oh, but, it, but it's safer. It's safer. We rode, bikes <laughs> without, we rode bicycles without helmets. Oh, my God. You know, I yeah. used to come all skinned up and beat up and, you know, mud head to toe. And I might get hollered at. But nobody ever coddled me and said, oh, you can't do that. Oh, poor little thing. Yeah, most most males our age... We can show you scars. 
on our knees where we wrecked on the bicycle or something like that, slid down the street on the bicycle. We all have our nicks and, and bruises from those days. Now, that, oh gosh, Johnny has to be coddled and just want to just wrap a big rubber ball around him so nothing hurts him. He just bounce off everything. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing. It really is. It's amazing how you know demoralization, wimpification, dumbing down, all these things. What do you get? You get a stupid human. Just a worker. Just a worker bee. Just a worker bee, and they're feeling the burn. <laughs> <laughs> that too, and that's then we get in. Then we can get. Then we get a whole another ball of wax to, to cover because you 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 felt the burn. <laughs> You're feeling the burn. So okay, fifteen dollar minimum wage. Yet, well, if we if as, we okay, if we were still on the gold standard or even silver, it would make sense. Right. If we still had jobs in this country and we actually build up yeah. our own economy, it would make all kinds of sense. But we're not. We're in a world economy where jobs are exported and companies export their stuff, and it's not going to work. It really is not going to work. In order to have that fifteen dollar an hour job, you have to have. But you you ran businesses. You know what I'm talking about. You have to be able to pay that fifteen dollars an hour. So what is this about? This is a concept to drain money off the business. It's a concept to drain money off the business and destroy more business. It does not work. When I hear people say, "Well, it'll work," no, it's not going to work. Show me, show me what model it works under. Show me what model it works under. It doesn't. And you've seen the uh, the self the self help stands in some of these restaurants where they've gone to that wage. You know, there's pictures all over the place. They won't have a job. No, fifteen dollars more. No, they won't have a job. Oh, nobody's going to go pay ten dollars for a, a crappy cheeseburger. I'm sorry, it just there's no way. No, they're not. Come to if you want to keep your big job for fifteen dollars. You'll have you'll have one guy in there that makes fifteen dollars an hour that services the machines and makes sure they're working. Right. That's and then you'll have hey, you give it time, you'll have the robots cooking too. Yeah, I was gonna say they still have to cook too, but uh maybe not for much longer. But it it really just I'm just amazed that we I've gotten to the point in our in our country where you can have a guy that is running as a devout socialist for president, and he gets as much support as he does. Yeah, it was only set. What was it? Six coin flips away. <laughs> That's what right. Stalin, Stalin said, uh, "It isn't who votes; it's who counts the votes." I you know, that, he said that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm 99 percent sure that was him, but. Uh, Sure, looks like it's true in some ways. Yeah, it's but yeah. I'm just and it's we're talking about the dumbing down of the country that people don't actually that they make an argument for socialism, that they actually make an argument for socialism that it might work and somehow it might work and this is a viable solution. Really? No, it's not. History shows that it doesn't work. History shows when it's done right, free enterprise works. Free enterprise where you can actually capitalize on your hard work and your ingenuity and your in, and your um, invention. That works. That really does. And some people, you know, we're all created equal in the eyes of the creator. 
but it right. quit it ends there it ends there i believe that we all have we're all endowed with the right for liberty to be able to pursue what we want to do but not all men are created equal some of us are bigger some of us are smaller some of us are stronger some of us are weaker some of us have the drive to do more and others simply have the drive to work for those people when you introduce socialism you take away you take away what makes us human which is some people are alphas some people are omegas and some people are betas now they want it all neutral they want it all gender neutral they, they want they want us to be alpha. betas they want everything neutral they want us all to be betas right that's what they want us to be the whole the whole beta male thing they want us all to be betas i mean i uh, everything's upside down from when we grew up, and that was only 40 years ago, for goodness sake. We were encouraged to be competitive. We were encouraged to be competitive, and the winners were rewarded. Now you get a stupid ticket. You play the game, you get a stupid ticket. Everybody gets one. Because you can't, you can't leave anybody feeling bad. They might have to go to their safe place. <laughs> <laughs> and... If this keeps getting pounded into everybody, you know, WWE influences a lot of kids. Be a star. Don't bully. I'm sorry. At some point, you got to stand up for yourself and, and fight back. I understand bullying is a little bit different today because of the cyber deal. Okay, the cyber yeah. Deal. And because you have a lot, you have so many, you have so many kids without, without two parents and it's not, a lot of them aren't bullying. They're just sort of, they're sort of mentally ill and going off the going off the going nuts. So it is a different thing. It really is a different thing. But yeah, I'm I remember when I was in school, uh, I was a nerdy kid up until I got in junior high. And I realized in between elementary school and junior high, I probably needed to start working out. Probably needed to start working out. By the end of high school, I I was stronger than anybody I, that I knew. You know, I could lift more than anybody I could know. I could, I could pound heads. I wasn't a bully, but I could pound heads if I needed to, because I did not want to be that picked on kid. I didn't want to get bullied. I wanted to be able to take care of myself. It produced a certain kind of ingenuity to take care of myself and develop myself, so that wouldn't happen. This is what kids are lacking, man. This is what, yep. and it wasn't. It wasn't some genius or hard thing that I did. It was just, I believe it was reactionary, and that's what most people do. They're reactionary. Some kids joke about. It. Some kids develop a sense of humor, to keep the bullies at bay. You know, everybody has their own thing. So, and when we take this away, I think it, physically, emotionally, intelligence-wise, it keeps people from excelling and competing. Yeah, that's exactly right. I remember going into my senior year of football and knowing that I was going to have to compete for my starting job against this other guy. And I made it my mission that whole spring, summer before we started practice to to get as strong and as fast as I could so there'd be no doubt who was the better player. The guy quit about three weeks into practice. He just walked away. And so was I happy about walking away? No. But that's how determined I was. And I blew him off the <laughs> blew him right off the team, I guess. But I guess you get you get my point. That was my competitiveness and uh-huh. my drive. That no matter what, 
I was going to be that have that starting position locked down. And that was where I really learned it from that point for, and even before that, setting goals for yourself and having no other focus than that one thing. And it's amazing how that'll get you to make you take those steps, but they're not learning that today. Not none, nothing whatsoever like that. No, no. So therefore, socialism, socialism looks good then. It does when you don't when there's no competition. Socialism looks great. Why not? Exactly. Well, Bob, I'm going to wrap it up just a tad early. All right. Some other things that just popped up here. But um, I do appreciate you coming back on. Oh, thank so you, sir. I enjoy, enjoyed the heck out of it. Where uh, where are folks going to be able to find you now um, when you restart the show? Well, they can go to crazywolfradio.com or wakingupthemasses.com. Okay. And they either 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 place they can get to the other. And can they listen to archive shows there too from like back in the day? Yes, they can. Cause you, I think you started before I did, if I, if I remember right. Sometime, yeah, we were uh, sometime around the same time, man. But I'm, it's gosh, it's been so long. And I guess compared to people in the radio business, it wouldn't be considered long. But I'm, I guess I'm going at seven, eight, seven years on this thing now. Wow. So yeah, there's a lot of archive shows there, folks. I did a lot. Of, I did quite a bit with them there for about a year. Uh, we would trade back and forth on the shows, and and back then we were doing like two, three shows a day each. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> was knocking it out. It's it it's uh, internet radio is a, is a is a strange, it's a strange monster. It really is. It's a strange monster. It is. And I haven't figured it out yet, and I probably never will. But that's all right. We're just going to keep plugging along. There you <laughs> go. We'll just, we, and that's, that goes right to what I say, man, the whole competition and striving for something. You, uh, it's, and if I can just say one thing, I know you got to go. I'm just going to say one thing And talking about that whole competition thing. Isn't it in the whole truth community out there? One thing I find very insane is the fact that you have this belief. I know you've seen it. This belief that, oh, why would I want to make money doing this? It's like, oh my. And I don't do. I I had never started doing internet radio with the idea of making money. But wouldn't you want to profit off something that you do well, that you do that, and you can see that there's a way for you to make money? Why wouldn't you want to do that? I, I really the whole the slacker idea, man. If I'm just going to do this, and I don't care if I make money at it or anything. I, you know, why wouldn't you want to actually profit off something off of your talent? You know what I mean? I agree. And but the whole, I'm, the whole, the truthers out there, they don't believe in that. I'm sure there's one at each radio station that believes in it. <laughs> but you, you find so many people that are willing to give away their talent for free. That's the thing, you know. You can't replace your time. You can replace money, but you can't replace your time. So it's worth even more. That's right. These are minutes off our lives, so we're donating, we're donating the ultimate gift. So, yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm up for getting paid as soon as as soon as I get a a really solid offer. As long as they don't try and tell me what I can and can't say, I'm good with that. There so, we go. We'll see. Well, thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on and um, crazywolfradio.com, wakingupthemasses.com. My co-host tonight, Robert Bruce. Appreciate you coming back, Bob. I really do. 
Hey, I enjoyed it, man. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right, with that, we'll close it out, ladies and gentlemen. With a little 3CK fight the fear, and we'll see you next time right here on the Johnny Storm Show. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.